Good morning, good evening, good anything where we find you. It is Ed and Moon, our man Jay in the middle, of course. Lovely to see you. Hello, Ed. Moon man, lovely to see you. It's lovely to see you too. And uh, as we set off on another one, uh, we're talking about makers today. Very special edition. The next three Mm. or four, depending on how many people say yes, of our uh, Ed and Moon podcast is going to be about making things. Moon. And I want to start with uh, a a regular segment. who would you rather be or what would you rather be? Wow. And when I was thinking about Australian made things, I started thinking about surf brands. And boy, haven't we had a plethora over the years. From the big ones, Rip Curl, yes. Billabong. Yes. Piping Hot. Piping Hot. Cooter Lines. <laughs> Crystal Cylinder. I don't remember Golden that. Breed. I think you've segued into types of uh, canned fruit. But uh, yes, we, we will be doing that, but... I, First thing we need to do is introduce our guest. Now, the mm. idea behind makers is we're going to talk to people who have made things. I have now reached a critical mass where I can't read another blog or tweet. Here are my five reasons why Game of Thrones has completely jumped its shark. I can't take it anymore. There are people that's not making for you. No, that's, that's not it. creating. That's it. The people who that, that I want to talk to people who have actually who actually make things go out and make things because they are who matters. I have a rule, as you know, which I'm trying to implement. If you haven't made a film or a television program or at least one song, then you should not be allowed to be paid to review them. At the bottom of every film review should be a link, if you're a critic, to your film that you've made so that we can understand Mm. what it is that you're coming from. I've got to say, in terms of criticism, I disagree with you there. I think you can be a pure critic and a student of a particular medium without necessarily having had made something within that medium. I think you can be a pure critic, and I think they're part of the theatrical or cinematic triangle. You've got your makers, your audience, and your critic, and they all inform one another. If... They have at some, what they have no skin in the game, which is what hurts, which is what makes me annoyed. Mm-hmm. Especially if if you haven't even attempted, if if as a critic, what you do is you find things that people don't already know about, and you say, "Hey, this is good. This is good. That's fair enough." Anything else, go away. So, and with that in mind, but sometimes critics uh, are such students of the form that they can say, "Hey, uh, Jurassic World." Mm-hmm. Uh, works on this level, but doesn't work on this level and actually is borrowing from this director and this film. That's not what happens. What happens is you get uh, someone spends all their time trying to make something and then someone decides they wait and they see what the the dominant paradigm is. And then if you work for the ABC or if you work for News Limited or if you work for some other uh, Mamma Mia or one of those blogs, you wait, you see what the dominant narrative is about something and then you dive in. What they do is they dive in and say what they think in line with what those, what the prearranged, um, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. Thing is for their, for their, for, I, their, I reckon for their outlet. Then that is that is the base critic, and they're of, of no value. And that's to who anyone. I'm talking about. Yeah, well, they're everywhere because right. of social media. That's right. But the the real student who decides for him or herself what that particular thing means, yes. then they are of of. Big, they're of true value, and that's true. The but they're less. But how? But they're so. Le- it's so much harder to. Well, it's hard to them. find them in exactly. the noise. Exactly, Jay. What about it? What if I'm a guy who just paid my money to go see Jurassic World and yep. I didn't like it? That's fine. You can get I, up on because Twitter. I paid for it. You can just say what you, you can shit can it if on, you want to. Exactly. Go on okay. Twitter and say what you want. You're not getting paid. You don't have a byline right. in the newspaper. You're not being put up as some sort of expert. My mother-in-law, when she's looking for a film, she goes like this. She's got the Herald Sun. She's got it out, and she's got Lee it. Lee Patch. The, Let's see what got, Lee. And she does. And she flicks. She doesn't know his name. 
She just flicks Ooh, to the cinema. cinema pa- thank you. Flicks to the cinema page, and she says to her, she shouts out to her to her husband, Martin, Martin, I want to see the dinosaur movie. It's got four stars. They say it's a really interesting take on the genre. And then he'll shout back, ah, seen it, seen it. Um, problem with that movie was uh, that a lot of the dinosaurs looked fake. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you know what? Can I talk about the dinosaur movie just no, for a minute? No, you can't okay. because we're gonna, we've got to introduce we're, we're got, our guest. Yes, we're going to introduce our guest who's a maker. He is a maker. He is He's one of the great things. So when we come back, we will introduce him. Ed and Moon with you today, JR Man in the Middle. It is our Makers series and our first maker. You will know him as co-creator of Celebrity Dog School or as the popular magician, Santo the Magnificent. Can you please welcome failed lawyer, Santo Chilaro. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm glad you're calling me a maker. My my. I don't even drink wine anymore. My favorite, my favorite drink is Maker's Mark. Yeah, hey, there's he, a sign. He's had that a is a sign. On, on, now, but it is yeah. true. When we you and I do TV together, you've actually got a, a glass of that I on the desk. Mind a bit. I, find, I find bourbon makes me very clear-headed. You know what? Alcohol uh, in in very limited amounts mm-hmm. is very good for lucidity because right. it lowers uh, that inhibition, mm-hmm. and so you you can you know form sentences and thoughts very easily. Yeah, there's a tipping point. <laughs> Where is it for you, Moon? Listen, uh, <laughs> last Thursday was when I rolled my ankle outside oh. the village bell and uh, and face planted onto oh. the bitumen. Lucidly? Yeah, I was lucid. I was I was <laughs> mid sentence at the time. Do you remember anything about what the sentence was about? Uh, we were being, uh, let's say, we were being um, politically incorrect on the street. Yeah. On the street. You're on TV, you know that. Yeah, I do, but I'm, I'm part of the ISIS mouthpiece that is the ABC, <laughs> so I can say and do what I like. I'm, I'm, I'm happy and sad to say that he's, got, he's finally got to me. I've known you for a number of years now, and you've never, I've never known you to be sick. I've never known you to be like deeply unwell where you can't go to work no. and, you're, and you're bedridden. You've always been a vision no, of health. No, Kate really Langbrook done. said this about you the other day. Yeah, we were yeah. doing Have You Been Paying Attention, and Langbrook turned to me. She looked at Santo, and she said... Geez, that Santo looks good. I go, yeah, it does. And she goes, it looks like he's never really had like a terrible morning. Like he's never woken up just feeling like the worst thing in the world. I just think it's the products I use. Does my hair look uh, healthy to you right it, now? Beautiful. I, it's because it's my, wife just, my, wife, my wife just pointed out to me, I've been using facial cleanser in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just, I said, it I does. actually it said, to her, I said to her this morning, can you get me another tub of this? And she goes, why? And I said, well, I've finished using it in my hand. And she goes, that's a facial cleanser. So so it's oil of you land on the head. It's on and, the head. And, and, so, but hang on, but do you know what my wife's got me doing before we go to bed? Ooh. And this isn't sexy by any means. <laughs> it's not, hey, Larry, let's get ready for some hanky panky. Mm. She makes me wash my face. Same. And then she makes me oil up with Jojoba. Is it Jojoba? 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 I call it Jojoba. Jojoba? What Jojoba? is that? What is Jojoba? It's an oil. Uh, it's from a an... spokesman for ISIS, <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> Jojoba, my lad. Um, yeah, I, I, you oil your face and your ears and your scalp with it for a more relaxing night's sleep. Does and I tell work? you what, it works a treat. Because my wife makes me, she makes me put this thing called witch hazel on my nose. My nose is, <laughs> is prime, is, I get blackheads. And so she makes me scrub my oh, nose with that. Yeah. And then witch hazel. we get into bed and she, stra- she sort of straddles me and mm. I think, yes. And then she gets, she goes, no. And she gets out her tissue and she squeezes blackheads on my skin just be- on my nose I before I go to bed. do that when you're 13. She's, it's her, she said, it's my favorite thing to do. 
I'm like, it's different to my yeah. favourite thing to do. Straddling. Wow. <laughs> just PlayStation. Just, just the word um, straddle <laughs> makes me kind of like straighten up and, no, I thought it was and stare it. into the middle distance. Same. But imagine you were, imagine you were the straddlee mm, and, yeah. you th- and, and you're Hello. hardwired to go... This is why this is why we're here. Yeah. And then it's no. And no. she's giving you blackhead. Yeah. <laughs> extraction. <laughs> um, blackhead the, extraction. The, the, go into the bag. Look, look so I, got got the, I was just coming in today and I thought, oh, 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 will I have a coffee? And I, th- and I think there's a coffee window. I've now learned that you should have a coffee no earlier than 11. You should let your own hormones wake you up from about seven till about nine. Oh, don't, really? don't miss with the don't, don't miss with the uh, the balance of your own waking up. Okay. Hormones. Okay. So, what do you go with then? So, uh, hot I go, beverage. I, so, I went to go to the oolong tea. I said, I'll bring, I'll bring some oolong tea to have while I talk to you guys. Okay. And then I saw a JB Hi-Fi bag. <laughs> now, this is in your, this is in the bag that he carries around. And I thought, because I thought my bag was a bit heavy. Yeah. And right. I got this JB, and I thought, let's go what? through it. This is some homeless-looking stuff now. <laughs> this is like you've got, a, you've got a midden of things that okay. you've caught, picked up in your JB bag. I've got, I've got a liquid for, I've got kelp extract. Mmm, delicious kelp extract. Yes. That, that's to help. That's for your heart is it okay i've got wild oregano which i, I put two neat drops underneath my tongue every morning for is it to relax you is it what or to it's wake to, you up it's, or? To, it's to help your immunity right and okay. it also goes beautiful on pasta and pizza and yeah, pizza <laughs> as well if he has one of those i've got hawthorn now what's hawthorn we're a happy team if, <laughs> no, you, uh, yeah. if you put that no. what is it it's it's just a, a it helps you I think it's a it's it's it does for what, general well being. No, no, no. It does what magnesium does for your muscles. It actually helps uh, relieve tension in your muscles that you uh, that okay. you build up in all your right. muscles. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. Do I have to? It's a bit. Uh, yeah. Just vitamin E oil, which but I just they've all just got a very official hair. looking yeah, yeah. pipette at the top too. <laughs> yes, it's not like it's um you know no, no, no. Swiss vitamins or no, some no, other no, big no, name no. brand. It's a this pipette been... from a, an apothecary. How's 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 Ricky Ponting's jumper in the in the Swiss vitamin ad? Oh, it's a beautiful jumper. It's too yeah. it's too hard to look at. Yeah, Where do you get a jumper <laughs> like that? Does Daryl Summers have a garage sale? That's true. And now we geranium, geranium. What's that for? I just had a little cut on my on my lip. So you, you put in it, it's, it, it really helps to cure, help, help, right. helps to cure. I oh, heal rather. And, and fine. Formula number one. Yeah. All right. This is my secret is formula. That, is that the fuel they put in formula <laughs> number one cars? What is that? It helps you meet grid girls. <laughs> yeah, that's what it does. Formula number one, it's a lubricant. <laughs> hey, you know, before, before you mentioned that, uh, that someone wrote that, that, did, did Game of Thrones uh, jump, jump the, the shark? Yes. What, went, went with the dragon? Yes. That right. went, that went Kale- spoiler alert, if you, Khaleesi got on a dragon and, yeah. r- and rode off, mm. right, because she was under attack. Mm. And I saw there was an article and a, then following comments saying, I reckon, John, I think that Game of Thrones has jumped the shark with this right. maneuver. It was just so unrealistic. It was so ridiculous. Mm. Well, because you know who I thought jumped the shark? Mick Fanning. Oh, wow. He, he, Listen to that. Did you? <laughs> I, I, Mick Fanning. Oh, you don't know. Oh, oh, a little while man. ago, he got attacked by a shark. Are you not? Are you not? Oh, lucid? okay, right, yeah. okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. oh, Do you know what? Because I always, you know what, the geranium's kicking in. <laughs> I said too much geranium. Throw me some of that oregano over. I, I always think that um, jumping the shark is problematic in terms of critiquing television because I thought that particular episode of Happy Days mm. was, was fantastic. I agree. Yes. As I agree. a child, you got a leather clad. Biker, called middle aged man who lives in a toilet. Uh, no, no, no. He lives in an apartment, but his office is a toilet where he uh, 
associates with school children. So, yeah, yeah, yeah you can yeah. draw your own conclusions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and he is leather clad. Yes. He, he's yeah. on water skis. He goes over a, a jump and he jumps a shark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. The shark wasn't planned to be there. Yeah. It was just happened to be there. All of a sudden, there's yeah. more danger involved. Right. Look, it's high stakes. Look, you know, it's, to me, it feels like... You know, when uh, when you were a kid and you went to the footy, there were always old guys complaining about, oh, footy's not what it used to be. And as a kid, you think it's the best thing ever. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, now when yes. people complain about the football, I, I'm sure my kids, they sit there and go, why would you complain about the footy? Yes. It's just great. It's just fantastic. Yeah. And uh, that, that feeds into my point mm. that uh, footy is a child's game mm -hmm. and that adults who become too emotionally involved in football have lost all perspective. I agree. Because it's for children. It's to watch men run around in colours mm. and to dream of being that man one day but you don't want to actually become that man because no. he's a footballer you want to do something else with your life right yeah or <laughs> yeah i don't know i, I reckon they kid, do want to be the footballer yeah i reckon they want to be that footballer the kid wants to be the footballer yeah. but yeah. the adult has to stop wanting yes. to be the footballer oh, no, no. the adult wants to be the chairman of the club that's right. that's where you that's where the and in charge of recruitment which brings us back to people doing reviews of yes. films and operas yes. or whatever and go. that is that the, 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 there's a bit of sometimes you go oh hang on did you did you, did you aspire to be that or yes. did, did you not you and i both love sport talk back Santo it's yes, one of our favorite it. genres mm -hmm. and there was a fantastic moment the other day late night driving home there was a uh, sports call-in show and it's a guy who's a guy called Finey in Melbourne who gets very fired up about his football and he Finey was saying I'm sorry about that but uh sorry but I've banned Mick Mick has sent uh, 1,260 text messages to me <laughs> about the Carlton Blues I'm sorry you're a pelican and you're banned Right. Then there was a break and he came back. It was about four minutes in that break. He came back and he went, okay. So in that break, uh, Mick and I have made up. <laughs> We've obviously seen that uh, perhaps some of my passion was misguided and so was his. <laughs> so Mick, you're free to text the station again. Wow. And that is this. That's like Netanyahu on the Ayatollah. <laughs> they signed a deal. <laughs> they signed a deal. So that's, that is a bit of what you're talking about. What does he invested. mean by Pelican? It means you're an idiot. Mm. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a pelican. It's disparaging. No, it means you, you know how their mouth, their mouth sort of gates because oh, they've got a big okay. mouth. Yeah. It means like that. Yeah. I think and they travel in flocks. Yeah, which is in, the, in V shapes. And they hang out with Storm Boy. <laughs> no one likes that. Okay, Santo. Bird like that never dies, Storm Boy. I want to talk about Great you. Great Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Great Australian okay. movie talking about makers. Storm Boy. Well, they'll remake that. Storm Boy is an awesome It's a great film. Yeah. Storm Boy is a great film. Santo, you ever seen Storm Boy? No. You've never seen it? I, I grew up in a in a world where you never watched the ABC or and, and, and you only watched commercial television and you never really. What was your dad's favourite show? My dad was he was a bit of a six million dollar. We used to go to my uncle's place to watch a six million dollar man every Sunday night. That's what we would just <laughs> yeah. go there for that. It was a special thing. He loved Gather Lindsay Wagner. Yeah, yeah. Gather around. <laughs> Steve uh, I never saw my dad was not never really Bet much of mom. a television. Or, no, they were, they they both worked sort of full time. They worked time, all yes, they, yeah. they till late. I do I do remember the day that my dad came back. The only time I've ever seen my dad at home early, and that was for the moonwalk when I was a little kid. Oh. And he came home early. Michael Jackson? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it predates that one. In it predates that one. Anyway, I, I wondered why your dad always only ever wore one glove. <laughs> I, was, uh, I, <laughs> I wish he did the Vincent Price voiceover at the end with his accent. That's what, that's what I would have wanted. But I got, I got home, I was, and we weren't, the nuns wouldn't let us watch it at my school. They thought it was the, the devil's work. It is the devil's work. So I got home. Dad was home. 
Great. And I'm going to dad, what are you doing? He goes, man, just walked on the moon. Mm. And my grandmother was sitting there and she's going, no, he didn't. He <laughs> didn't. This it's all fake. You know, it's, it's she like, was Capricorn one. She was she the had original, an, she was the original, you know, conspiracy theorist. Conspiracy theorist. And my and I never forget my dad said, Great. She believes she she um, she believes the wrestling is real, but the moonwalk is fake. <laughs> Ah, Santa, so, sorry, so, no, no, so, so actually, we did used to we used, we used to watch the wrestling, and then we used to watch epic theatre straight after the oh. wrestling on a Sunday. That's what we used to watch. Ben Hur okay. and all oh, those. They, they, they were worse than that. It was Jason and the Argonauts, and Ooh, yeah, they, they were really Ouch. bad effects. If you thought Jurassic Park, El Cid. Was, El Cid. Well, yeah. not. Oh, were they Italian have... movies that were dubbed epic theatre? Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, but they were swords and sandals films. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, okay, Santo, yes. I want to talk about you. Yeah, I want to talk yeah, yeah. about your, your... Let's do that. I love talking about it. No, I know you don't. That's why, we, stuff back. that's why we're doing it. Put all your... Uh, you might need some vitamin E oil here to get you through. So I introduced you earlier as Santo the Magnificent. Yes. This is some YouTubing. If you haven't done some YouTubing of this man, I strongly recommend this piece of joy from The Late Show. Greetings, I am Santo the Magnificent, and welcome to my stage of mystery. Nothing but Nick on this stage. You're about to witness feats of magic, illusion, juggling, mm -hmm. and lots of other spooky stuff. But before I start, I'll need a volunteer from the audience. Anybody will do, anyone at all, anyone Nick at all. Yes, you, sir. you, sir, you, sir, you, you, sir. <laughs> Please come down here. What is your name? Mick. He speaks. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, do you believe in mental telepathy? No, I hear you think. Ah. And you have been witnessing my stage of mystery. That is Santo the Magnificent. That's when I used to be funny. You are so funny. And I still have cousins and stuff who come I remember when you and you used to be really funny. You know, they say that to you. In all seriousness, though, do you think that you have lost your funny or do you think you're still as funny as you ever were? You're just you. Yeah. He's, so, he's just that guy. He's got a silly... Or is it just something you don't utilise as much as you once did when you had to, you know, put no, it on... No, no, I feel, I feel like... I, I feel as, in terms of writing stuff... Yeah. Right. I feel as energetic now as I was, in fact, sometimes even more energetic. Your energy is incredible. When we, I do want to just... And that's what I wanted to, why I brought up Santo the Magnificent, because it illustrates something that I love about you, which is your commitment to prop comedy still. Mm. So... There's a, when we do Sando Sam and Ed's Total Football. And I've got to uh, declare that I'm not one of those stand-up comedians that go, huh, prop comics. I love a prop. Mm. I love an impersonation. Mm -mm. And I love a bit of magic. Yeah. It, it's funny. And Santo, could you tell Moon the story? The reason I bring up Santo the Magnificent mm. is because on the stage you have like a big wardrobe that you say, you go, you, you say, oh, Mick, Mick lies on top of the uh, mm. wardrobe because it's lying flat. And then you go. I, I, what I do is I say, "Rise, oh Mick, rise!" Right, and so I want to levitate him. So he's lying. Uh, so what I do is I basically bend my knees and and descend. Right, as, as he just stays. As he, as he stays, stays where he is. As he stays where it's he is. It's a funny look. Now, can you tell us the story of when you were going to do Santo the Magnificent ups at the upstairs comedy club? Do you remember oh, this? Right, we couldn't. We were going to. We, we the show was at midnight. Yes, it was, a, it was called Midnight Shenanigans. Tony yeah. Martin organised it, and I literally, I, I think we couldn't do the trick because I couldn't get the prop up the stairs. I literally <laughs> couldn't get the wardrobe up. The but you brought the wardrobe for a ten-minute spot. You yeah. brought this wardrobe, yeah, and it just sat at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah, it could, because it, he couldn't drag it. So up how did you used to get I, around I, I, on top I, of the car or something? <laughs> I, I don't know. We left it down there, but I think we ended up putting Mick across four stools or something like that, which didn't work because you could see me in the background. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
It Which would have annoyed you, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, that type of detail would have annoyed you that you could too, see. The other thing too is the, the I remember the ABC camera crew being too helpful on that particular joke because the cameraman who was filming it said, as you go down, why don't I go down as well? So it looks like he's levitating even no. more. And I kept on saying, no, 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 no. The joke is... I go down, yeah. you don't move. It's just, that's the joke. Yeah. And no, if you say go to air, I've got a feeling that there is a bit of a camera. There is a little, he starts and yeah, then he stops himself. Help. They yeah. really do love to they help sometimes. Love to help. Yeah. They do. Yeah. That's it. See, that is the time. I mean, was it, was it at that point that your father realized that your comedy career was going to work? Did he see you in the big hat You've got to doing the levitation? The only, the only constructive criticism my parents and my, anyone in my family ever had was, geez, yeah, the, the show's really good. Everyone's. Their hair is combed really well. <laughs> it was that. It was along that line. That's and he's what they like. He's a handsome man. So where, <laughs> where did you come in the sibling scheme of things? Were you? Uh, two, I'm a brother and sister, and I'm an older brother. So you're the eldest. Yes, elder. Yeah. Right. So that's very rare in the family. In in showbiz, particularly. Is that right? Yeah. From the straw Youngest. poll that I've done, the baby yeah, yeah. is the one that goes into Youngest. showbiz. Is that right? Youngest. Jay. What, what? Youngest. Oh, yeah, oldest, but you're also, pretty, my, my, you're also a responsible my, person. My sister was the most theatrical person in the house. She was like, like loud, and, right? Yeah, yeah, all that. Would she make you put on little plays? No, she was a bit too. I, I, I was five years older than her, so I didn't have to. She couldn't. Pull <laughs> you're not rank. putting the wig too, on. Too, no, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> mm. No, right. Well, we used to put on plays. My cousins and I used to put on plays, but the, we'd reenact wrestling. That was our, that was that. So we'd open <laughs> theatre. Everybody, everybody, we'd open up the, the, the curtains and then we'd we and who, we'd who fight. were you, Mario Milano? Yeah, yeah, and uh, those. But we also we also used to do Batman and Robin, but recreate the fights. Wow, who yeah. were you? Oh, you know, I'd use the, Mr. Freeze. I, I, I'd enjoy <laughs> Mr. Freeze. I'd go Mr. obscure. <laughs> I'd go Mr. I'd go. I was the clock king. I wanted to push it out there. Mr. Freeze was obscure in the '60s, and then, of course, immortalized in the I think the third film by yeah, yeah, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're not taking right. me to the cooler. Yeah, uh, said, that's when they went. Hang on a sec. Well, that, jumped that, the shark. That's when they jumped that shark. Now, but on you, Santo yes, Chilaro. Yes, you can. You write, obviously. You camera operate. You produce. Yes. You edit. You act yeah. and you direct. Well, I don't act, but uh, you I, do I, act. You get you get by. I act in inverted commas. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Do you know that with all those skills, you could make a really good YouTube video? <laughs> <laughs> At least my kids would know what I do. That, now, they they don't, they, my kids have no idea what I do. How old are your kids? Are teenagers? Fourteen and seventeen. And do they think you're a loser? Yeah. But hang on a sec. But you could go but viral. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you need. I've told them I'm viral. I've what told them, Zlad, I've told, I've had to tell them how many hits I get on some stuff. And what do they it say? It doesn't mean anything. Because right. you're not in fail if, army. If, if I'm not in no. ridiculousness, I'm, 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 I'm nothing. Ah, or if you're not this guy, I want to play you something, Santo and, right. and Moon. Mm. We're talking about the makers. I'll tell you something about this guy. The highest paid employee at Google last year at $7.6 million. It's a nice Employee. Mm. Highest number of subscriptions online for anything. Second highest amount of views for a particular video. Psy with Gangnam Styles, I think, is still winning overall. I think the, is he really? The sneezing. Well, it's certainly the I most, like that song. I reckon it's, it's a fantastic. great song. Yeah. Do you more, know, he, more than Laughing Baby? Uh, sorry, of sort of music videos and that of type of thing. Videos. Here's an interesting fact for Psy. He worked with a choreographer. The first two choices for the dance before he settled on the horse, oh. Panda and Kangaroo. Okay. Right. They had a workshop. Did they? Would it have worked as well if it was a panda dance? But did they research like and, and got, went through research for it? Yes. That's amazing. Isn't that great? Because this was his... And so, so Korean. What, I wonder what the panda dance was. Probably sort of arms in the Sitting air. on your ass eating bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> Not having sex. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Jay, he give give these boys coming to Adelaide. Yeah, give give <laughs> being a gift. Give these boys a bit of this. A bit of the what seven point six million gets you. Bag my butt. You have permission to slap it. Okay, Dad, I'm gonna do it. Slap my butt. Slap my butt. Slap my butt. Ah, oh, it's itchy. Yeah. Where? <laughs> so what, what, what was what is, that? So that's Pew- his name South Park. It does. His name's PewDiePie. Right. He's the guy that plays video games and comments as he does oh, it. Oh, that guy, right. So he's got headphones on and he just, he, all he does is play video games, talks like that over the top of it, and that's it. That's his act. And that is uh, in the category, the genre of music video, and it's 7.6 million Well, it's hits. in the category of, well, like we're talking about online, of yeah. what people want to watch. And people are always talking about, you know, I should start a YouTube channel and I could make some videos, I could make some money. This guy, he and he's... He's upset that they've released the figures because now he's getting a backlash. God knows why. But $7.6 million last year just wow. from people how, watching him how, play video how games. How long is each clip? Well, that's Santa. They vary. Do there's, they? There's, one, there's ones like that one. That mm. one was about two minutes. Mm-hmm. Some of them are eight, nine longer. Okay. So there are longish ones as well. So it's not just a... You Depending know, people, on what he's doing. So he'll walk through two so levels. So playing of, along with no, him? No. They're watching oh, they him play. Watch. There's another one where he has like a team where he plays uh, like fighting video games with a few other guys mm. and he's in a team for that one. Mm. But often it's just him in the bedroom with the webcam. Jay. So what's your... Yeah. Well, sorry, I, my nieces and nephews are obsessed with videos of kids opening toys. Yeah, that's the other like one. They, Bo- will watch, opening. they will watch kids yes. open a new toy. Yeah, They'll wow. sit there and watch the kid open a Transformer or something. Oh, They'll like, wow. take it out of the box and look at it and... Kids yeah. are transfixed. And, and what is, is the point of it that, that you can see the expression on the kids' faces I, as they open? No, you that... only see hands. Oh, so but it's about the toy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. And That's so you're massive. sitting there looking at the toy going, wow, yeah, yeah. What, what toys are going to be? And the kids, are, they're, they're obs- they just stare at it. The, yeah. the TV is controlling them. Yeah. Have you uh, ever watched much Community Channel? Our, oh, our uh, biggest... Yeah, Amy- Natalie Trant. Natalie Tran. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. know Natalie. She and look, what I like about Natalie is she's making sketches. Like she's doing yeah, little bits. But and she pieces. was a very early very uptake early. and yes. makes that. little sketches, little observational things, and they're cool. They're, they're fun. funny. But and she can do like she's like Santa. She writes, produces, camera edit, you know, camera operates, directs all those things. My point is, Santa, if you mm. were start, if you were you now, if you were a young you now. You know what I mean? Yeah, if I, I'd be doing that, all that, yes, because be you, I, I yeah? keep on just telling, don't just talk about it. You're right. It just, mm. Whatever it takes. I mean, I seriously went out and made stuff on Super 8 film before you met the boys yeah. or by, yeah. by yourself. Uh, by myself, really? What was it? No, no, I used to make. I, I made I, when I was about eleven. I made a film called The Six Dollar Man, and um, <laughs> yeah. no, no, I did that. I did a I did a pretend surf movie called I think it was called Big Monday or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So parodies. You were making parodies. I was making that... little parodies and stuff. Wow. But I would rather than talk about them and go, you know, oh, who can I talk to? And you know, I need to find a producer that'll just. I mean, especially now, you yeah. can shoot a whole film on them. But remember, you were doing the like, when you did the Late Show mm-hmm. and you and you were like, oh, we'll just film the sketches ourselves. Oh yeah, that well, was they were not the very, happy. The very first shit scared. Mm. The very first shit scared was uh, was shot in the car park at Channel Nine mm. uh, because we were doing a show called The Late Late. Show which never pilot. got up. It was a pilot. It was a, it was a pilot. We were basically warehoused, I think, for a year. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, and then we did the lecture, but we we got we 
we were so hamstrung. No one would film anything that we were writing, and we knew, hang on, there's something's going wrong here. That literally, we went into the funniest home videos office and stole their JVC camera. The prize. The, the prize. The, the, the first prize. We did. We did. We took it out. There was a real JVC camera that was the prize. We took it out of the box. Uh, we went to the car park, and uh, if you look at. Uh, the late show it's, it's on YouTube and the, Mick Malloy gets hit by a, a by a, by a no it's that's the Isuzu truck this ah. was it was an it was a Suzuki Vitara that's oh, right. Jane Kennedy's she, Suzuki Vitara that's Jane's car and, um, so she's scared was Robin and, and, and Mick, Mick doing yeah, yeah. those stunts that's right stunts. yeah yeah and that was wow that, that is do it yourself so that was yeah, and and we did the same thing at when we actually did the late show at yeah. the ABC we ended up at a time when it was kind of difficult at the ABC because they have their own And they didn't rules. want you to do it, did they? They were very unhappy that well, you were filming your own stuff. It was Back in those days, we, we struggled to get to even get into the production meetings. It was yeah. like, once you've written it, can you get out of our way? We'll, wow. we'll direct. And there was some wow, weird direction going on. And, you know, we were told many times, you know, the last thing we want is the creators in the edit suite. Can you just get out? Jesus. Um, and, I mean, they were, so they, were, is... they were trying to, I mean, the ABC were totally dedicated to the show. Yeah, of they course. They weren't trying yeah. to sabotage dedicated the show. Was, was this all like, union demarcation at the time, or uh, was it ABC policy? Uh, or a bit of both. No, a bit of both. Yeah, a bit of both. So, and in fact, when we went there, there was also a petition from other comedy people that were doing pilots there, going, "How come these guys have jumped the queue?" There was a there was a, like a protocol. Ah, right. So, uh, so they should get in line, yeah. and, and you have your script approved, and then this approved, yeah. and then that approved. And then even when we did Frontline, I think that was the first time that uh, something was outsourced. I've got a feeling, and it wow. was not, but not because it was a policy that we. It wasn't a different kind of, uh, uh, you know, he, you know, we'll no, you weren't this. making a statement. You were just yeah. trying to make the show. We we're just trying to make the show. Yeah, right. And I, was, I remember the Senator Richard Olson came and had lunch with us and said, Let's, can we talk about this thing? What, what is this thing so about? So the senator you? in charge of communications came and sat down and went, hey, boys, why, you know how you're just sort of making it. How do you do that? How does this work? This is a, this is a completely that's different a, model. So you introduced the federal government to outsourcing. <laughs> <laughs> the Pacific yeah, so Solution. Jeff, 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 Jeff the weatherman. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff the weatherman did it. Jeff, so we can say now that... Jeff the weatherman invented the Pacific solution. He is, is responsible can... for Nauru. <laughs> for turn back the boat. So, Santo Chilaro. The whole Q&A thing, everything. That everything. was everything. Wow. Santo, it was Santo Chilaro's we'll be traced idea. Back there. You know, the when turn you... Turn back the boats. That's, that's, it, it is significant because Richard Olson and, you know, his predecessors have made some big changes. Not predecessors. Successors have made successes, some big changes yeah, yeah. to the ABC as a result. So as maybe you gave them some ad- ideas. Uh-oh. You are Uh-oh. forward thinking. No, in trouble. don't be like that. It's gonna, but, no, but it's going to be in my book. But all <laughs> working dog. All, no one's going to read it. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the, we, but we, 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 we do like making stuff. We absolutely right. love that's making stuff. So that's the deal. Yeah. And that is the, I guess that's the thing, isn't it? To find that joy in yes. creation rather. And, and most people don't find it because... Why do you think? I'll why tell you why what, do you think they well, don't find Lawrence, it? this is the, I, I, this is what happens quite often when we. I remember uh, interviewing people who were going to do uh, in, for the art department. In thank God you're here. I remember one kid came, and he and we said, "Why do you want to do it?" And he said, "Well, in ten years' time, I see myself as." And you go, you're kidding, aren't you? Wow. What, you're telling me mm. where you want to be in 10 years' yeah, time? Yeah. Why do you want to do this now? Yeah. What's, what, you know, yes. do you, are you re- don't, you, don't you want to enjoy this? Is, is it, you know, have you seen someone on the TV or someone that you go, oh, that, I, I, I pick him. Yeah. I, so I, I want to be that guy. Right. Yeah. And the rest of it is somehow it's some, some so strange. So where's your immediate passion? Exactly. Yeah. Where's the, your now? Because uh, uh, we, we just keep telling people, you, you know, you can, if you do want to achieve something like that, you better enjoy the road that you're going to do yeah, because yeah, otherwise yeah. it's, you know, really you're wasting your time. The other thing is 
you also did, you know, rather than dream or imagine, you actually did it, which is that stepping off point of going and making the $6 man Yes. to picking up your tools and your resources and going out your front door and going, I'm going to make something. I'm going to do Lawrence, it. It's actually, I, I, I reckon that the most fun part about making the castle was going to the Kodak factory in Coburg when it was still there and saying, this is how much money we've got. How much film can we buy? And the guy said, uh, I don't know, about 180 minutes. And we just thought, great that we do, we, we do two takes of everything and that's it. If we shoot to a two to one ratio, we can do this thing. Yeah. So you had, you had a limit. There was a limit. So you had to work And you tell the actors, Hey, look, this is what we got. You better get it right pretty much first up. Otherwise you've only got another chance and that we've got to move on. Just beside the point for a moment, that Kodak factory in Coburg, Mm. the, the, the the architecture of it was that it was nestled on a hill. And so you would drive towards it like it was some shimmering Wizard of Oz's castle Mm. with Kodak written on the side. So it looked like a box of film. (laughs) into a hillside. It was quite an amazing building. And I remember driving, because you have to drive sort of past the Preston Cemetery on the way up as well. So you're going past all these sort of... And if anyone's interested, you can buy a one-bedroom apartment in that factory (laughs) now for $960,000. Contact your local agent. That's right. That's what's happened to factories, hasn't it? And it's not not as expensive as a plot in the cemetery. Oh, no, that's (laughs) that's where you're really going to lose some money. Hey, let's come with Moon uh, Santo. We're glad you're here. What we're going to do is Moon has a game called Who Would You Rather Be? Mm. We'll play that shortly. It's Ed and Moon, thanks to our sponsor, Madam Weewa's Naughty Curtain Room. Ed Cavley, Lawrence Moon, Man Mooney with you. It is our Makers series, talking to people who make things, and they make them a darn well. Our, our guest today is, of course, uh, the failed lawyer, Santo Chilaro. I will say this. I object. I will say <laughs> this as an aside. The best law firm Australia never had, Chilaro Gleisner. What, if and you, associates. And associates. If you and Tommy had <laughs> stayed working together, Robbie's off being a, a doctor or a running the world in some other capacity. Mm-hmm. If you two had stuck together and it was and it had to be a law firm, yeah. Gleisner and Chilaro, what type of law do you reckon you boys would have oh done? Oh, my God. Uh, well, look, I, I, I actually quite enjoyed working my dad's. He's, he's a solicitor, still does work sure. as a solicitor. I quite enjoy, I love doing all this conveyancing. I really do love all this conveyancing. <laughs> you love conveyancing. <laughs> I do. I Come on. I swear. You love passing the ownership of property from one person my, to another. My dad still goes to the titles what? office and the people there still say, say it loud a little, say it oh, you know, still in the conveyancing game. Is he going? Is he going all right? And I go, dad, you know you can do it online. And he's going, what? What's what? that? Yeah. Do that. I, but mean, Tommy wouldn't want to be in the conveyancing game, would he? No, nah, Tom's big He's time. Personal Tom's personal injury. Tom's big time. He's, uh, He's an Tom ambulance chaser from way back, is the old he'd be, having, he'd be having his He's own. A corporate he, raider. Exactly. Yeah, he'd have yeah. his own TV show on Channel 10 where they go, you wouldn't, won't believe the <laughs> twist. <laughs> So, ah, so the the legal characters in the castle, who was behind the development <laughs> my, my, of those? My father still says, you know that... You know the stuff that, that happens to Dennis Denuto in the castle? A yeah, lot of that stuff happened photo. to me. <laughs> the photocopier and the glass of water. Well, we filmed it. We, we were, the, the exterior was actually, we started filming it at my dad's office in Sydney Road, Brunswick. But because we shot it in winter, 
uh, opposite my dad's office is Don Bosco's boys' home, and they've got a bit of a tower there. And oh. the shadow kept it was the shadow over the top oh, of my dad. Okay, so dark. I had to we had to go three doors down. Rocky the pharmacist knocking on his on his door. And Rocky, do you mind if we use your facade as the uh, as the law as firm. the law firm? Yeah. So you're working up towards Pentridge or away from it? <laughs> we're away. We're going. We're, we're going to the the Paris end of Sydney, right? Um, All right. Let's have a game of who would you rather yeah. be, Moon? Who right. I introduced it earlier, yeah. and I was talking about Australian makers, and I think that. We we have excelled ourselves uh, when it comes to surf brands. In fact, some of our surf brands have gone worldwide Absolutely. and have been posted on our stock exchange, Billabong, mm. name in uh, case in point. Yeah. I think they have since crashed quite badly. Yeah, I don't think it's as uh, – who knows? Yeah. It's a buy. Let's but, get you know, uh, so what I'm saying to you is what surf brand would you rather be? Would you rather be mm. more of a, a wetsuit like an O'Neill? I think it's an American company, actually. Uh, your Rip Curl – Billabong, your Quicksilver, let's not forget, uh, or more of a clothing line like your Crystal Cylinder, your Hot Breed, um, your right. Golden As a breed. child, I had Hot Tuna. Hot Tuna. Denim shorts that had a tropical trim, Santa, yes. with an See? elastic waist. And I thought I was, well, I knew that I was the best. And let's not forget Hot Buttered. Oh, I, I had a Hot Buttered... <laughs> cap, which was fluorescent <laughs> yellow. Even though I hate the beach. That was the mm-hmm. irony. This It was just that people used to give me surf clothes because I lived in Queensland. Mm-hmm. Do you hate the beach because sand gets everywhere and, and it's a little burnt. bit untidy? Burnt. Okay. I, get, I get burnt even thinking about the beach. Mm. I have very, very pale skin. And I don't know why, but even as a child, I, and I can tell you why, because in being in growing up in Brisbane, the, the faces of all of the men were red mm-hmm. and yep. had craters dug out of them. And every man you saw would have a piece of like tape, like a band aid yeah. across his eye or yes. across his nose. As a skin cancer, yes. Right? And you right. Go, like ex cricketers now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly, yeah. like yeah. Alan Border. Yes. And you'd say, well, What was that? And they go, I had to get one cut out. Yeah. It was deep. The roots were really deep. And I have been petrified about it. It was in so much so that even now, when I go to the beach in Bali under sufferance, when my wife makes me go to the beach, I wear a full length rash vest t-shirt and a wide brimmed hat and board shorts and I'm covered in sunscreen like wow. I'm six years old. Have you ever had the full body scan where they I had one the moles? Three weeks ago. They're amazing, aren't they? With the little finger? Yeah. Yep. And, and they add, they like magnify your moles and yeah. they can measure it and then next time they come around, they'll know whether it's grown mm. or changed colour. There it is. And Have you I ever have... had the mole mapping? I've got, a, 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 my GP is very, he, he's very much a, you're Mediterranean. Oh, let me, let me just have a, a look. A look, right? You know, okay. he's very much. <laughs> a look, he, yeah, he's very much. He you know, mole maps you with his eyes. Yeah, he'll he'll go, mate. He's he's very much a statistic man, and he goes, you know, your group is, is your people, your, your, your people group. Are kind of, they are. He's very much. Oh, like he that. likes those pronouns, those racist pro <laughs> pronouns. Oh, he's racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Doctor von Stenholm. No, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Your people. They are. They I've got to say, when I first uh, got a pair of Quicksilver board shorts, that yeah. was that was it for me. I didn't want to know about you know Shane or O'Neill. Oh or, yeah, no, you were or, done. You were one. Yeah, you were Curl. one brand and, and, man. And you know that that's the thing about giving a brand to a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you you welded on, you welded on for life. And that's that right, little okay. wave engulfing that mountain with the star on it, and the idea that Quicksilver. I didn't yeah. even know what that was. I didn't know that it was a mm-hmm. you know a euphemism for mercury. I was done, and I still am to an extent with Quicksilver. It's so but powerful. by extension. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how banks get into primary schools. Yeah, Dolomites. Yeah. We had Dolomite, the Commonwealth Bank. I, I never, you still got a Commonwealth Bank account? Dolom, I left because I, 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 I don't know why. I just got angry one day. But they, 
they had me early because they came into our schools and a nice man and a nice woman in their full Commonwealth Bank outfits. And this is when Asanto, the Commonwealth Bank, they used to wear like beautiful yellow scarves mm. and yellow names. Cravats. Yeah, cravats. That was the one. Sorry, wow. cravats. Did they really? Yeah. Oh, as, as part of their uniform. As part of the uniform. Right. And they both came in and they looked so. <laughs> that was part of a MasterChef episode. <laughs> <laughs> And they looked so professional. And they handed yeah. us all these dolomites. Wait a minute. These little money boxes with a little yeah, passbook yeah. and a yellow Commonwealth Bank slip. And they said, guys, you're all on your way now to having money and being financial. And I was like, yeah, sweet. And I didn't leave the Commonwealth Bank until well into my 20s when I had to get a business account or something. And they, my accountant told me so, they weren't as good. So you're right. Once so it was they, a loyalty. To, yeah. But, but uh, am I... Uh, how, you're Bank of Cyprus, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> How's that going? Is the ATM? I think, I think they're open today. Yeah, they, yeah, we better get down there. Get our um, forty euros. There's nothing wrong with the drachma. I, went to, I got a souvlaki yesterday. The they're taking drachmas. Yeah. The uh, this is the Cypriot drachma, actually. Yeah, no, no, no. But I don't. But Lawrence, I, I'm I'm going back a further generation where they didn't send a well dressed person. They sent a footballer in. Oh, really? Did to they not... give you your bank account. To, to talk about or the to bank. to take money. Right. Did you have to put money in a hat for the footballer? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. They'd actually bring... So so I remember at my school, Peter Knights came and said, right. you better... Yeah, you know, and I'll tell you what, National Bank. He, was he National? I think he was the National was, Bank. Was national, yeah. I had a Peter Knights football card given oh. to me by a Hawthorne supporter that had National Bank. He was. And so, yeah, high-profile wow, footballers would be the ambassador yeah, for the bank. Smart. But the thing is, they yeah. didn't think it out properly because my school was in... Die Hard School in Collingwood. So, you know, it's oh, kind of like, the wrong guy. Like, you, know, you should have brought in, you know, Ray Shaw or someone, yeah, you know, you, yeah. you, you should have brought... With a sawn-off shotgun. Exactly. So and a balaclava. It, yeah. <laughs> you don't need a bank account. <laughs> <laughs> Stick it under the mattress. Um, but the thing you is... You just I, need a getaway driver. <laughs> I got a, uh, in my generation, I got a Golden Breed shirt from somebody once. Golden and I was, that was, the, is that the one with the little male and female, female symbol? symbol? Yeah. Yes, oh. married together. Oh. And, uh... All I could remember is, and it had like a palm tree stencil, Beautiful. you know, it was like a Hawaiian type. Hawaiian print, but, yes. but, but I don't know, it, it, the, I was fascinated because I was looking at them and they were the right way up and I realised they're upside down for other people. Oh, uh, right. So they, they were in a random kind of order. Right, right, right. Was it the shadow shimmering off the water or the reflection no, no, shimmering just, off the water? No, no, it was just a, Wrong. It was a shoddy kind of uh, stenciling. It was like they didn't care. It's like as long as there's a palm tree and a sunset, just oh, stick man. them on. I love the idea of you in a Hawaiian shirt. I know. Santa. What was I doing that, in a Hawaiian shirt? Who around, gave it to me? Walking Why around we... Collingwood in a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> no, my, we, did, we did move to North Bourne, so it did go better oh, there. My dad was a big wallpaperer. And it wasn't until very recently, I was out at my mum's and the toilet still got the same wallpaper that nice. my dad put it mm, on nice. and uh, I was sitting there and I thought this wallpaper is upside down oh. it is. because they were they were bushels of of, of lavender yeah. but you know how some people hang lavender upside, upside down, down. Yeah. so he'd gone yeah well it's upside That's, down no. but no I looked at it carefully and it's like the patterns oh, the wrong yeah. way up but it's I think it's quite Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory to wallpaper a toilet upside down yeah <laughs> so Santo I want to get back to you. I want to play a little game with you, my friend. You write with Tommy, with Mr. Gleiser and Mr. Sitch. Yes, every morning between 8 and 11.30. Oh, well, thank you for missing some of that today mm -hmm. with us. Well, and that's a really impressive habit. I, I'm, I'm, I'm 
quite uh, into finding out about people's creative habits. Okay. So that's between... hanging, but that's that's YouTube. But then Tommy goes away and does another eighty six <laughs> hours a day. <laughs> he, he there's a story. My favourite Gleisner story. We were doing. Couple... So you will write uh, for a specific thing, or even if you've got nothing specific, you'll meet. Oh, and they're the write. best ones. Yeah, the the best ones is when we don't have something specific to write. So oh, between go, okay, eight. here we go. Oh, no, that's Santo's go. time to shine, isn't yeah. it? That's when you get to lob, <laughs> a, few, right. lob guys, a few grenades at Rob. Guys, boy, boy inherits bad circus. That's great. Bad circus yeah. too. What's wrong at this bad circus? You like the idea? I love it, man. Tell Rob got... and Tom because I've been pushing that one for a long time. Inherits bad circus. And what's wrong with this circus? The clowns suck? I, I, I don't want to give anything away here. I'm going to run away with this, this idea. So how many days a week does that happen? Uh, five days a week. Five how days a week. Years Between 8 and 11.30. How many years? Sir? Well, as, as long as, as, as much as we can. Um, uh, we've been doing it for, I don't know, 25, I don't know. 25 years. Something like that. Yeah, but I mean, not, not every day. That's 25 plan, years though. and you've come up with two, two. films. <laughs> Jeez. Because Santo's always pushing the circus. First two hours of him, Santo acting out the circus plot. Finally, he calms down and they get down to it. Right. Anyway, I got this idea about a dish. Santo the Magnificent. Yes, you did. So, And one of those mornings was at the Kodak factory. <laughs> I got to, I'm gonna, okay, I, I want to do something. This is some fun for you me. You've got to, got to give you every, Everyone's doing transgender. You've got to, yeah. transgender oh, yes, boy yeah. inherits, inherits bad service. <laughs> yeah. And becomes the half man, uh, half, half woman, beard, half yes. bearded lady, half bearded lady. Wow! Yeah. Oh boy! This writes itself. <laughs> so, yes. I want to do this with you because my favourite Gleisner story is when we're doing Cup Fever um, Moon, and and Santo in his mind, I don't know how he done this, is he thought to himself, uh, what, what would happen was when we're doing Thank God You're Here, which is when I first met these boys, I would be walking on set. I'd have the wig on, I'd have the moustache, and I'd be going through my lines. And I'd be walking on set. Sorry, and, and just between you and me, Lawrence, and and Jay, of course, mm. and the listeners. Um, if he was doing uh, any scene where he had a t-shirt or a singlet on, he'd be doing lots and lots of push-ups. Yeah, I did. Oh, it's so true. Yeah, is it? Oh, it's funny. It it's so <laughs> true. I didn't say it as a joke. <laughs> no, you know, I, I looked on. good. Um, <laughs> I think it's wise, but uh, I was trying to meet chicks. I was on TV for the first yeah, time, right. and I was single, and I was trying to meet chicks, and I did. Uh-huh. Um, well, you if met- my you met a blackhead obsessed woman. <laughs> I did meet up my beautiful wife, uh, but <laughs> yeah. not before some fun. So, um, oh, now I'm thinking about all the good Tom, times. Tom Gleisner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally so anyway, cool. so what would happen was we'd walk on, just before I'd walk on, Santo would go, hey, Ed, um, did you see the uh, Inter Milan Juventus game? i go, yeah, 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 I did, I did. And then he would try and engage me in these long football conversations the second before I walked on to go and do this thing. And we'd have a bit of a chat and I'd go, oh, that was fun. And then you called me one day and you said, hey, do you know Sam Pank? I didn't know him at this point. Mm. And you go, oh, I think we maybe who is who's that? He's a communist uh, radio presenter from Community Radio, right? Uh, that's currently appearing online with Mick Malloy somewhere. Oh yeah, right. he was in charge of the Cultural Revolution in China. He yeah, was, exactly. Yes. And sometimes you'll see him on um, on SBS. He's and a IGA ads as well. And IGA ads, and he just did Italy recently. He yeah. did a great job. Um, so, and anyway, so you had this idea, which we might get along, which we did, which was great. And then we did Cup Fever, which was twenty six nights in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, had 2010, to, uh, 2010 World Cup. Yeah, had to South write the whole thing, watch the whole thing. Gleiser and, and Sitch very kindly said, all right, we're going to help out. So Tommy started watching all the games. He, Tom Gleiser doesn't really watch much no. soccer, but he watched every single game mm-hmm. and he would come in in the morning and he would pitch and he had tons and tons of stuff written. We got to the end of the show. 
we were dead on our feet. I was so tired. Pang was tired. You were tired. We were all dead yes. on our feet. And we're sitting in the green room and Tom was just standing there humming to himself happily and thinking about something else. And I walked over to him. I said, oh, thanks so much, Tom. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries, no worries. I said, oh, mate, I'm, I'm a bit buggy. He goes, yeah, I'm a bit tired as well. I said, yeah. I said, yeah, you know, I guess I've been trying to sort of rest every now and again, you know, during the day before the show just to get ready. And he goes, right, right, right. I said, what, what have you been doing during this 26 weeks of writing every single day and watching five hours of, so- five hours of soccer a day he was watching, mind you, and yeah. writing when he'd never watched soccer before. I go, what have you been doing? He goes, huh? I go, what have you been doing this week? He goes, oh, I've written one book. He does that. It's yeah. incredible. He used to do that when we used to study law as well. He'd be, we'd be writing reviews and stuff like that. And, and he'd basically be going, yeah, no, no, no. How many like, cricket books has he written? I reckon it's got to be three or four. Yeah. And also, it, it, the, people but, talk about... And your travel book. Tra- well, the travel books are, are like a classic example of uh, basically Rob and me coming up with jokes and magically it turning into a book by Tom. As in, wow. we, literally, you know, Rob, Tom and I were in Portugal in, you know, God knows when. And, you know, I made one joke about... Uh, I dragged them along to a cathedral and it was covered in scaffolding. We, it took us three hours to get there. They wanted to fish and I dragged them to this place. It was covered in scaffolding. And I basically picked up my travel guide and said, hey, guys, it's, it's not all that bad. You know, some of this scaffolding dates back to the 14th century. <laughs> and, so, I, I, so I'm making jokes and, and uh, about... About six, <laughs> about six months later, I said, uh, we started adding more and more jokes to, you know, to tr- yeah, this yeah, travel yeah. thing. And about six months later, Tom goes, uh, you know that thing how we've, you know, been writing jokes. He goes, uh, I've written a, I've turned it into a book. Yeah. He's turned it into, and we're literally, he's, 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 he's turned it into 200 and whatever wow. pages worth of a book. And then there was Mulvaney. If you haven't read them, they're great. Mulvaney, Fake Tan. Hey, this is funny. Actually, my San Sombrero. San Sombrero. My brother. He goes, he said to me once, you know, you're into comedy, you're into comedy. I said, yeah, yeah, I love comedy. He goes, I got you a great book for your birthday. And he gave me Mulvania. Did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave it to me. He goes, oh, have you heard so. it? And he goes, I go, yeah. yeah I, I go, you know that show I do, yeah? And he goes, yeah, what is it? I go, these are the same guys. He goes, same guys made that TV show and wrote that book. I don't think so. I don't think <laughs> After Mulvania came out, yeah. it was probably, I had never heard of the country Moldovia before. Yes. And so oh, I you, thought there was some kind of joke sketch show right. news item on because uh, I heard from another room right, and right. this is happening in Moldova. It's like, oh, I've got to get this. I, this now it's turned into a TV show. No, right. So right. I go and some, some despotic leader is being felled. It's like, oh, they're pulling down his statue. How do they shoot that? All right. that's I'm, I want to bring that up Yes, because I've got a couple of extracts from the books here. Right. Oh, okay. I want to see if you can decipher what's a Tom joke, a Santo oh, joke, oh, and a Rob joke. See, you've asked the wrong guy because, okay, go on. You will go remember on. because okay. this is good fun because it's right. very Tom-esque. Sometimes I'll read something or see something of yours and I go, or see, I'll watch Hollow Men or Utopia. I go, that's Tom every day of the week. Mm. All right. That's a, that's a Tom gag every game. day of the yeah, week. Why you, yeah, why yeah, don't you I, play first? Yeah, let's play. Okay, you play. Okay. <laughs> this is from Mulvania. The 17th century saw Mulvania divided into various fiefdoms each under the control of a despotic ruler who would ruthlessly ruthlessly crush the slightest sign of unrest. This was considered one of the country's most enlightened periods. <laughs> I reckon, that's a Santo joke. No, that's Tom. Tom. Yeah, that's I Tom every that's day Tom, of the week. Okay. That's got that. They got, here we go. There's something solid. That was a, a solid a, two. A two. If, if you run it hard, that's a two. <laughs> <laughs> run it down the third man. Okay. He's run that one down the th- third All man. Right. This is a correction in Mulvania. We were wrong. Apologies are owed to the owners of the Zermak Bistrov opposite the old town hall. In our last edition, this establishment was described as a spotless, family-friendly cafe. 
This was a typographical error and should have read Topless Family Friendly Cafe. <laughs> we regret any loss of trade this may have caused to Mr. and Mrs. Grabgad and their seven daughters. Santo. That's got you written all oh, I reckon over that might, it. I'm just wondering if that was a, it was a partnership between me and Tom. I reckon there's, really? there's some good... Sometimes we like crafting things together. Oh, boy. Is there any Rob in that one? Doesn't feel like there's... No, 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 no. No, it doesn't feel like Rob. Okay, here's the last one. This is from... I reckon that might be Tom, actually, guys. Oh, really? No. Topless family friendly from Spotless. That's you every day. You reckon it is? I see you smiling through the sentence. (laughs) You're loving it. But I laugh at everything that Tom does. Here we go. Here's fake tan. This is from the Asian one. Fake tan. Prostitution, Prostitution is technically illegal in fake tan and is currently subject of an official government inquiry. This explains the large number of ministers and senior public servants, of, servants often found in the city brothels and bars, all attempting to gain a hands-on feel for the delicate issue. <laughs> That's Gleisner. That's, That's Tom, isn't it? See? So I want to uh, play a bit of, this is one of your characters, Santo. This is a character that's running along very quietly in the background. The conclave entered into the room. Inside of it they sat, these cardinals of doom. Their votes was unanimous. The horror, instantaneous. Observe, smoke from chimney, not white, but red. Wow. Now, that is... Zlad. Zlad. Who's, who was a, char- a spin-off character from Mulvania. Yes. So Zlad, I think, won... He you know, got disqualified from Eurovision twice. Yeah. Uh, for, for, for offensive material. Right, okay. But on the Mulvania website, you've gone to the trouble of making like little videos. I of made him. a video. There was a video. There's a video yeah. called Electronic Supersonic, which is yes. uh, which was listed, I think, in the time in in the Times or something like that, as one of the top in in the top ten uh, pre pre YouTube viral videos. So it was made pre YouTube. Wow. And is in the People top just ten. And what was, what was Lad? Was he just Zlad, a standout a, character, or is he part of something bigger? No, he's not. He's just he was just right. a, he was just on inside in Mulvania, as in uh, right. they lost Eurovision one year. Oh, they yeah. wanted to be in Eurovision, or they, they won East Eurovision, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right. So he was just a character in that, and we, you know, and we, I got a wig and yeah. dressed up it's like funny. him it's for a photo, yeah. and then as a bit of a promotion for the book, I did a song called Electronic Supersonic. Yeah, supersonic. I don't know, whatever it is, yeah. and uh, and that's got and that that's went got, on to that's got millions and millions of hits. I try and tell my kids, hey, it's got a lot of hits, and they know, so they don't care about that. Uh, now, before we wind it up, I want to speak to you about Australian politics. I'm a, a massive yeah. fan of Australian politics. Are you? And and I thought that your idea to get on the campaign trail in the '96 election, '96 is that right? Twenty years ago, next year. You're cheating. Yeah. You followed Keating's Keating for 35 days straight. And he was ultimately devastated by Howard's victory. He was ousted. He was ousted. And uh, as Keating himself said, they always carry you out in this game. Mm. You never get to walk away. What precipitated that? Tell me how that came about. I, I have absolutely no interest in in politics. Or I had no interest in politics. Right. Uh, and I was curious as to why that was the case. Uh, is it just because you just look at stuff and go, whatever, I'll just get on with it? It might be that slight... Italian in you that uh, Mussolini once said, it's not impossible to govern Italy. It's just useless. As in people just, people just take it upon themselves to, you know, whatever, whatever happens, I'll just get on with it. So there was a bit of that in my family. You just, whatever happens, it doesn't really make that much difference. You get on with it yourself. So there was a little bit of that. Then there was also a little bit of like, I'm just so bored by these guys. They really, I mean, people, you know, go on about Whitlam and stuff. I'm sure he was a really interesting bloke, but when I was growing up, it was like, well, yeah, sort of whatever. Um, and, 
so I couldn't tell whether I was actually just bored by politicians themselves or the coverage of politics, just the way in, in which it was it was delivered to me. So I just said, why don't I just go? I'd never voted before. I'd always donkey voted all the time and just wasn't interested. Right. So I thought I'll just go on a campaign trail and just get close to politicians and get close to the to the whole process of it just to see why I'm so uh, uh, disinterested. I ended up voting that year. I voted for Keating that year because I really liked him. And uh, has it sparked some interest in politics within you or did it, it just it go has. back to the Italian way? Because I think that what Mussolini said is is probably more relevant in Australia in Australian politics now than ever before. Than ever, yeah. That because the, both sides are so aggressive and that so little is achieved. Working so hard to achieve the same kind of, th- going in the same yeah, direction that, anyway. That we aren't doing big, in terms of making big nation building stuff mm-hmm. like you know, the the Sydney Harbour Bridge or the well, Snowy can I, River can I jump in there scheme, that's what's which apparently is a white elephant and it's kilowatt hours would yeah. be laughed out of Parliament oh, really? today. Well, yeah. what, what's interesting about what you bring up there is your two shows, The Hollow Men and Utopia, mm. kind of deal with the... the the absurdity, yeah, of the absurdity of the, the ennui. large yeah, yeah. ideas that well, sound good, but in the, fact, that, the, the small machinations that make it ridiculous. Utopia, its byline is uh, 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 nation building one white elephant at a time. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. and yeah. Uh, in fact, the, the new one I think that we're working on at the moment, it's uh, uh, a blurred vision for the future. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's know, good. It's yeah. it's um, so I, I have been interested ever since to the point that it's the the, the next election probably will happen. Early next year or something? Is that right, I reckon Jay? Early next year? Or maybe my, even this my year? feeling is that later. the government will push it out for as long as possible because yeah. they're still unpopular. And uh, they'll make it a border protection right. election. And so they will try and go for as long as possible, which will mean it'll be late next year. No. It'll be November right. 2016. Because I was hoping, I was hoping to – I was not hoping. I was thinking, do I – 20 years down the track, do I do another one? Because – no, I went. It was a 1996 mm. election, and you know, mm. pre Twitter and pre mm. pre uh, everything yeah. basically. Really, yeah. really. Uh, they were still we, uh, photographers were still developing their their, their photographs yeah. in motel rooms and stuff. The the, the world has changed. Has the changed. political world has changed uh, astronomically. Yeah, yeah, it's an incredible. So I was thinking difference. of getting back would on. Would you stay and on Labor side? Or would you go the other side? Or who would you go? I I think I'd go the. Uh, I went with Keating because I wanted to go with the person who was incumbent. The incumbent. incumbent yeah. yeah. So I think I, I would possibly. We all do that showed one, one another. We knew what incumbent meant then. Yeah, That's well, good. Yeah. <laughs> incumbent. I've seen the West Wing. I know how this stuff works. You're with Ed and Moon. Up next, more Ed and Moon. Santo yeah. Chilaro. Thanks yes. for being here, buddy. Mm. This has been a, a pleasure. Do we it's have... been fabulous, Santa. Oh, it's been great. Um, we didn't even talk about uh, reviewers. Do you want to talk about reviewers? No. <laughs> no. What do they know? No, no. Because, uh, because really, I, I really... Th- do you reckon... Your, your, you said your mum would, would say, hey, but darling, it's got four stars. Yeah. But if, if her neighbour said, oh, go and see this, it's a great film, would she listen to the, the neighbour saying you should go see this film or, or the reviewer? She would, she would view the neighbour's review. Uh, review with skepticism because the Correct. the paper yeah. That's has right. already told her yeah. the paper wins. The paper they know. Has, yes, the paper knows. The paper has seen. Look, Jay, you are a producer on on the on a fantastic breakfast radio program with Ed McGuire and uh, Luke Darcy and Mickey Malloy, the hot breakfast in Melbourne. Right? All alpha males. A few alpha males there. Yeah, <laughs> an absolutely fantastic show. Very topical and very very good at understanding. Uh, which something which is hard to know, which is what seeped through into the public's consciousness mm-hmm. from the world of news or whatever into actually what seeped in. 
Mm. And what would you say about that? The re- the reviewers, etc., and that type of thing. I think that with uh, reviewers, for some reason, and it's always a hangover. And you're how old's your mom? Your mother-in-law? How oh, old? my mother-in-law is she's fifty-six or seven. So still from that point where the newspaper yeah. held a fair bit of sway. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of opinion around. Mm-hmm. You looked to the newspaper to find out what was going on, and it sort of it always set the agenda. Yeah, I just think that I, I reckon that the I, I've read reviews in European magazines. I like to keep up with European yeah. magazines, and mm-hmm. I think that the, it's almost like and when you go way. when you go to Italy and there's well, the waiters. It's like they've been waiters for a life. They're yes. not just doing it as part time waiters, so they know how to serve you because that, that's their thing. Now with reviewers overseas, and I can I can only. I guess from the Italian weekly magazines and stuff like that. There seems to be this like, it's almost like a good umpire. You just want to keep, you're not there to be seen as the umpire. You're keeping out of the way. You're just guiding people to whether they should go see this film or not. Because right. this is what the film's sort of about. Right. And I reckon at the very heart of all that is that it's, there's, a, there's this essence that they've got, that there's respect for the work, whether it's good or bad. Right. So they'll just say, you know what? If you want to go see an opera about blah, 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 you know, it, it, for me it didn't work because of this, that and the other, but it's colourful. It's got lots of good tracks. I take it, that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, I they're, all that. they're doing is yep. they're, they're shepherding you I towards that. whether that's your kind of thing or yep. not your yep. kind of thing. Yep. And I really respect that. Even the bad reviews. I've seen some sh- shocker reviews from two you know, really big directors and there seems to be this inherent respect for work. Yes. Yep. Thank for the you. Work. And, and that's, all, make, that's all it is. And for that's someone who like, brings us back to our original point, for someone that has put themselves on the line and they've gone out and they've made something because mm. that is what is hard to do. Mm. So what you've done is you've got some friends together, Santo Chilaro, yep. Doctor, the J-Man, mm-hmm. myself, yep. to to send out a, a, a passive-aggressive message <laughs> to a reviewer that gave you a bad notice. But he's Why made. don't you just name them? Why don't you just <laughs> name them? I mean, that's the thing. You made a podcast to you have know, a go. Lawrence, what is his or her name? But that's the, yeah. but that's the, that's the thing, man. It it's it actually go. not. But that's the thing. It is it like It isn't actually that. You know, I get, I would get annoyed when I would be doing, here's one for you as a stand up. I would get, I'm not a stand up, right? And I, and so I don't think there's anything harder or better than stand up comedy. I love it to death. And I love, and even if I go and see a stand up and I'm like, I don't personally find this funny. If the audience is laughing around me, then they've done a, they've done the job and they've done one of the hardest things there is to do, which is start with nothing, show up on a stage have expectations, which everyone walks into having paid to see comedy, as you know, Santo, mm-hmm. right, let's, this better be funny. And they've, and they've done that job. I've been, I've been, I've, you know, had friends of mine who are stand up comics have a festival show. They get the paper and they grab it and they see the review of themselves. And you know, if it's a three star review or, a two, or I've actually, I've, I clearly remember being with a friend of mine who got a two star review and then read the review out and it said, even though the audience was really was really laughing throughout, mm. and they had a gr- and obviously they had a great time, I just felt and you go no, no, you're wrong, reviewer in that audience. Mm. You went along. All those other people paid to go along. They saw this person doing their thing. They all you said you've said they were really laughing and they were having a really good time, but you've decided it's too sus. No, you are right. I, I think you're right about and that. And leave. But the but the thing and and it's but. Lawrence, the assumption is that uh, you know this is uh, having a go at people that are that are writing bad reviews. I I reckon no, the, mo- the worst reviews I've read, are, you know, 
bullshit reviews about Frontline going, you know, saying how, how it's this, that, and that. And you're going, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. And you're just trying to jump onto some kind of weird bandwagon. And you go, you really don't know what you're talking about. So it's not, it's not, you know, I've seen some positive reviews that you're going, uh, you're, you're trying to make your, you're writing this for a, for yourself, you know, for, uh, right, or yeah. for people, the, their mates or whatever yeah, it is. Right. But, but so yeah, so there's, it goes, it's both ways. I, I just think that the, the standard, the general standard of, of uh, reviewing, even sports journalism, it's like, you really you know that you know when they, 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 people talk about certain people, you know, you you haven't been in the outer and actually realised what people really think of that player. You shouldn't be saying that about yeah. that. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, and also being damned with faint praise. Yeah, I had one where it's like this guy is so nice. I smiled all the way through. <laughs> 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 Much like this podcast, he smiled all the way through. Hey, uh, yes. like, just kill me. Yeah. Chilaro, a pleasure. Lovely to see you. Can I thank my writer, Tom Gleisner? Please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Tom, you can get up now. I, He's I, just, I, just I, passing I, me notes I, here. A couple, a couple of things that we've learned in this what show. First learned? of all, yeah. Sento, yes, electronic Joe. supersonic. Yeah. All K's in that, by the way. Yes. Oh, electronic supersonic. Well 4.3 million views on YouTube since February 25th, wow. 2006, wow. when it was uploaded by somebody named Sugar, X-U-G-A. I don't so know You who didn't that even know that, is. did you? No, You'd no, gone no. viral and you didn't know. The no, other, no, that's very you. The other version, which is actually the same video, just called Supersonic Electronic, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. has had 2.7 million. Oh, so you can, so there's a, you can, there's a, you, either you can one. add those together. Whichever one you want to, wow. well, that's, correct. Dude, that's genuinely massive. You're like correct. size. So seven million. Yeah. Seven million. You're like <laughs> the guy <laughs> playing the video game. It's side. And we've learned a couple of things about criticism. Family is the ultimate critic. Yes. Yeah, Santos Cousins. I, I had um, some, uh, some advice recently from uh, somebody who's a comedian and a creator. Yep. And Don't say it. Don't say their name. I won't say their name, but they said to me, I'd like to see you do Russell Crowe impersonations. <laughs> I reckon you could just absolutely corner the market if you did a, a kind of faux Russell Crowe. And I thought, I don't know whether I respect that <laughs> <laughs> or not. You could do it though. I reckon you'd be good. I'd like to hear it though. A Absol faux crow. No worries, uh, Sando. No, of course okay. I could. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to do a faux crow. Well, faux crow is actually fun. Faux crow's not bad. Faux crow at least get, crow at least get voiceover work as him. Now, now, if you, unless you're making something, we don't want to be a critic, but if you are going to criticize something, criticize the safe things, happy days, footy, <laughs> the way it used to be played, yes. Ricky Ponting's jumper, oh, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger's performance in the Batman movies. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing that we learned today is that Santo has a conveyancing fetish. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so yes. true. This is Sign the, it here. This is the makers. Uh, Jay, our man in the middle, always a pleasure. Santo Chilaro, thanks, buddy. Thank, Thank you, you for being much. here. Can we have an oolong tea? Mm, no, my they're, shark, mine. they're mine. My sharkers are out. And Moon? Ed, always a pleasure. Never a chore.